You're listening to the Underdog Sports NFL Show with host Chris Horwadell and Mario Hines. Brought to you by Underdog Sports. Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of the Underdog NFL Show. Chris Horwadell joined by Mario Hines. Mario, my friend, how are you? I am doing great. I don't know if that is an actual melody for anything. If it is, just cut it out because I don't want to owe anyone. Sure. But I'm doing good. Uh, fair use. Uh, I think I think we'll get yeah. by on that on fair use. But uh, yeah, you're doing you're doing better than your Detroit Lions are. Look, man, I was actually talking to my mother about this because that's mm-hmm. how bad it's gotten. That not really, my mother was talking to me about it. That's how bad it's gotten. Okay. <laughs> and my mom had to look to me to say, "What is going on?" Chris, I knew that we had struggles. I knew the roster was not up to par. This is a this is a talentless team. This uh-huh. is a talentless team. I actually do see some coaching happening, but like the I've never seen an ineptitude where like the t- talent gap is so large between whatever team you're playing. And I thought Chicago was down there, but they're just poorly coached and that's the difference Mm -hmm. between a team with talent that's poorly coached versus a team with no talent that has some decent coaching we still couldn't keep up with those plays a play that are just a pro makes yeah no this is you know quentin cephas leads the team with 83 receiving yards monro st brown who admittedly i like but he's a rookie six catches for 70 khalif raymond two uh two touchdowns and just three catches i think Mm -hmm. what's been interesting for me is the the week to week variability of what you get from DeAndre Swift. I, that's another thing. I like him. I like him a lot, actually. He's one of my. He, I see the potential, and it manifests enough for me to now be disappointed when he goes ghost in a series, or just makes a really poor decision, vision wise, or just a drop here and there. I just don't. I don't get it. I'm I'm behind him, but I just don't get it right now. Yeah, they. it seemed like they wanted to establish the run. 25 carries for 90 yards and 3.6 yards per carry with no scores. And an 11-yard long is not going to be, uh, not going to cut it when you're trying to establish the run. Absolutely not. It's not going to work. And that's, especially when you're a team that can't stop anyone defensively. It doesn't work out for you if you can't run the ball. And we're seeing it. We're seeing it. It's big. It's, it's getting bad. And Hawkinson's interesting too because you know you first of all his hair is ridiculous, but to, but on the field, uh, you're getting you're getting the blocking you expect, you're getting the hard nosed play you expect. He's just not it's creating so strange, anything man. when he it's touches so the ball. Twenty two catches for two hundred and fifteen yards, get it. nine point eight yards per carry. I can't p- purely put it on him because golf is really a pedestrian. Like it's hard to say because because he's he's a pro. He's a pro, but just so pedestrian, man. Just such a the average, the very average quarterback, mm. and it it just comes out. And in in the garbage yards, I'm not so hard on the garbage yards because I th- again, it's me. I think it's a reflection of the coaching. But man, but man, like now everybody is struggling. The receivers who mm. need to for plays to be made for them, they're not. You're not getting that out of golf. That's literally. The knock, like he won't make a play, mm. he won't create a play. Well, he will. It's just not necessarily for the other, for uh, his team. Fumbled three times, lost two of them. Yeah, one of his worst, one of his worst outings as far as keeping, keeping the ball on our side. Even though it's kind of 
what I'm learning, what he does. Maybe he was, maybe he was protected better than we realize in yeah. uh, in Los Angeles. Well, not just Detroit Lions football. We've got so much else going on around the National Football League. I've got PavadaSportsbook.com open in front of me. We're going to look at all of the, the lines for week five in the NFL. Week five in the NFL. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm just thinking about this right now because it's, it's a perspective thing. And I want, to, I want to remember having this thought that, oh, my God, it's already week five. The next time I look up and it's week 15. Exactly. Exactly. Just remember, but it go. The fact that you already mentioned Week 15 lets you know that it's it's Week 15 right now. Yes. Yeah. I honestly, with how life has been, in, if if you told me it was Week 15 in the NFL, <laughs> wouldn't be the most shocking thing to me. Um, yeah. One last Lions thing before we we move on. Obviously, you already lose Akuda for this season, mm-hmm. but uh, Romeo Aquara tears his Achilles mm-hmm. out for this season. Uh, what does this mean for this team? That was it. That was, that's the last drop. One thing that was pretty impressive was our pass rush. And without him to to be the leader in causing uh, a, a hectic, hectic LOS, you won't yeah. you won't you won't get anything else. And that's the disappointing part, is that very vanilla back end. And I get it. Every time I watch, I completely understand why it's a predictable defensive scheme. And now we have nothing to help support that back end with a rush. It's just going to be tough to stop anyone. Well, I think it's appropriate that the guy we've kind of been uh, kind of been taking a dump on the last couple of weeks for his unwarranted elevation to, I don't know, good NFL player in the minds of media and personalities, all of a sudden goes five for 25 in terms of Darnell Mooney. Mooney just blowing up against the Lions, 125 yards. Doesn't score, but 125 yards is 125 yards. No, it's 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 a number. It's a number. He had a, a pretty solid catch, a pretty, you know, and he's getting targets, actually. So mm. they still believe he's something he's not, and he must have listened to the show. Thanks for listening. And mm-hmm. he took it personally. So whenever you need some more motivation, you can either play the Lions or listen to the show. Mm. And as always, we have NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell standing by. We will have him on if there's as time usual. later in the show. Maybe we'll get to Raj. We'll get to good old Raj. As <laughs> one day, one day. Look, apologies to Roger. He has been on hold for every episode. Has not. Just hasn't worked out yet. We've had some important Marvel stuff to talk about. We've there's been a lot. Um, we did. I tell you what, I we had a. It was pretty cool. This is the first time that I can ever remember having a sitting commissioner on one of our podcasts, even if it was the NHL. Uh, Seth had uh, Gary Bettman on Sports with Friends, and it's just it's it's such a weird thing to think that like a sitting commissioner is going to sit down to do a podcast. Uh, I don't know, but cool. Maybe I don't know if this is a a characteristic you want in your commissioner, but down to earth, down to earth. You're not dating him, but down to earth, you know. (laughs) Right. We'll see how things go. Um, yeah, no, uh, it, it's interesting, but I guess it's hockey at the same time. Uh, so Great. who cares? He's got some luck. If if a couple of games don't get scheduled or one or two teams don't get you know put into the league this year, will anyone really know? Mm, I don't even know the guy's name. No, I'm just <laughs> I believe that's true. It and is true. I, and I don't think it's wrong. Let's look at this week's line of NFL games. First up... 
Thursday night football, the Los Angeles Rams coming off a, a tough loss to the Arizona Cardinals head to Seattle to take on the Seattle Seahawks coming off of a big win in, uh, in division against the 49ers. Hmm. Bavada has the Seahawks plus three at home. Yeah, I mean, whew. one team back to earth. The other team, is this back? Is this the back to, to earth that I expected the Seahawks? I was very angry with them. I put in a call. Mm-hmm. And uh, no, it really was incentive based. I think I think they knew what they had to do. I think the Niners are in a uh, in a in a position where they're losing the identity they thought they had coming into the season, and uh, Seahawks took advantage of that um, with with Russell Wilson, I believe, getting his his 100th win of his career or something like that. So I think that's this is the springboard back to to belief. Um, it's going to be a close game. Uh, but I think, give me the Seahawks here. I'm going out on a limb. Give me the Seahawks here to make the Rams have to really buckle down after this week and realize that they, pe- people just won't bow down to the fact that you have a, an elite quarterback now. Uh, you're gonna have to. You're gonna have to continue to play well. So give me the Seahawks here. What's more impressive in their 28 to 21 win against the 49ers, which by the way saw Jimmy Garoppolo get hurt, mm-hmm. uh, was the fact that they they scored 28 points. And this 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 video will just not pause for me. Uh, they <laughs> scored 28 points and gave up. All right, I got to turn this off because she's. Um, I hope to God that no one else heard I did that. Not. But uh, I good um, autoplay videos on ESPN. Thank you for that. 28 points and only 234 yards of offense. Oh, wow, wow, wow! You don't see that very often. Wow, is that? It reminds me of a little bit of the old Seahawks when, you know, you're going to get maximized play. But, I mean, you have one of the best running backs uh, in in the in this, in this generation uh, yeah. at the time. So I'm curious. I, I didn't get to see much of the game as, uh, outside of, you know, the highlights and uh, checking out the box score. But I wonder what uh, what what they were able to do, you know, to really control control the game. And I didn't think that um, they'd be able to put up 28 on San Fran. I really didn't think so, especially how they were looking um, with not being able to stop anybody the prior two weeks. So Right, 28 points, and you get 149 yards passing from your quarterback. I just don't – I don't know. It was it was it's weird some one. level of dominance that we, we – it's hard to see. What did we think about this Rams game from last week? Is this, uh, is this game more indicative of who the Rams are or who the Cardinals are? This is more indicative. <laughs> okay, this might sound weird because it's more indicative of who the Cardinals are, but still the Rams are better, even if the Cardinals were playing more along the lines of who they were. The Rams aren't mm-hmm. that bad. I think they just sh- had a very bad showing, a very bad showing, and, and the, the Cardinals were ready to take advantage. The Cardinals are going to score points, man, and that's who they are. So when they're not scoring points, something's very off. And, uh, and that's what mm. I think the Rams were caught off guard and, and never and never uh, got back, got their feet back. Agreed. All right. Well, sorry, London, but our next game is going to be hosted by you. The New York Jets travel to Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London, England, to take mm-hmm. on the Atlanta Falcons. Bavada has the Falcons minus three. Yeah, I don't know, man. Am I supposed to believe? Am I supposed to believe now? J-E-T-S, I... Jets, Jets, Jets. Am I supposed to believe? This, W-I-N. This is the team. This is the team 
that they should, like, this is the one that you look ahead to and say, maybe the Jets get a win here. But guess what? The Falcons put up 30 points last week, so I don't even mm-hmm. know what's going on. Very strange week last week, by the way. But I think uh, in week five, all ships are righted. So give me the, the, the Falcons here in a close game, though. This is not exactly sending our best and brightest to uh, to be ambassadors of American football. There's still there's still a um, there's still a kind of a uh, maybe a COVID pandemic <laughs> feeling out. So if you consider it that way, of course you send the Jets. Right. <laughs> if we're gonna lose a couple of teams, these are like we can lose these. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Just have to be in quarantine for a couple of years. Tottenham Hotspur Stadium feels like a. Feels like somewhere the AFC Richmond Greyhounds would play into the great Ted Lasso program, Mario Hines. <laughs> I still haven't gotten into that, even though people that I really, I mean, you were the first person that I trust that told me to watch it. Other people that I trust slash semi-trust have told me to watch it. So I am now, it's time for me to double down on my own life and do it. Oh yeah, no, I would I would encourage anyone who who hasn't watched that show to to give it a try and i think you have to give it three episodes because the first episode is kind of really just like a, a setup to the premise and all of that but mm-hmm. it, i don't i get the reservations that people have they're like oh i don't like soccer fair enough soccer's boring doesn't matter at all like it does not <laughs> affect it it's it's not about soccer at the end of the day um it's uh it's my, I've, I've said it before i'll say it again it's my favorite new show of the last five years i think it's that good there you go there you go i'm um I'm with that though. I've, I, I'm kind of upset at myself because I've let it get, let it get to a point where people are starting to comment on season two and get, and I, and I, I don't want it. Sw- I don't want it to sway, you know, my, I've got to get in now while they're still, it's still going and stuff. So I, I this weekend, this weekend's the weekend. Well, I, I, will, I want your take after you watch a couple episodes. I want to, I want your opinion. But gotcha. I, I accidentally found out how it ends because of a news story, uh, which is unfortunate. But what are you going to do? Um, yeah. Well, how this season ends. Great show. Great show. Anybody who doesn't watch it should absolutely be watching it. Talking talking about football uh, as as this, <laughs> that's what this show is all about, Mario. Yeah, I'm with that, I guess. Well, it's actually, I guess it's called the Underdog NFL Show, so it's, there we, we go. don't really there we go. don't really use football in the title. But uh, <laughs> anyway, um, clunky segues aside, the Denver Broncos head to Pittsburgh to take yeah. on the Pittsburgh Steelers, and Bavada has the Steelers minus a point. Oh man, why, why, why? I'm trying to think what they saw. This week in the Steelers. I don't know. Or what they didn't see in the Broncos. Don't let what happened to the Broncos last week fool you. That was a Ravens win. Mm-hmm. Coupled with the Broncos not being sure what's going on. Um, not feeling feeling the effects of their injuries. You know, I don't think it's it's sustainable. Teddy Bridgewater's not going to play that poorly um, too, too often. So, I also hate the Steelers. Mm-hmm. In a, in a in a in a unbiased way. Mm-hmm. So uh, give me give me the the Broncos here to to continue to establish themselves as a just below um, top tier team in the AFC. Give me the Broncos over the Steelers. There's a lot of talk out there that good old good old Big Ben could uh, that job could be at risk right now. That's how poorly he's playing. I, I just I can't imagine. 
for any reason the Steelers benching Ben this season, but he has not been good. I don't like, I think what he is is a better version, and I don't mean it just as a whole, but throwing the football, he's a better version of Cam Newton after those shoulder injuries. Sheesh. Cam looked that bad. I mean, Ben's at least functional in the short in the short yardage stuff. True. true Cam, true. like I, you throw a four yard out, and it could either go seventy two yards or <laughs> somehow backwards. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Big Ben, Big Ben has a little more touch. I think it's actually a part of how much his body's deteriorating that he's his touch is is maybe even involuntary. But <laughs> yeah, Big Ben's done after this year. It's got to be done. I don't know if they're going to do it eloquently. I don't know if it's going to be kicking and screaming. I'm sure the Steelers prefer not to drag Ben out kicking and screaming. Mm. It may be necessary. Though. Yeah, it's always an interesting position because you have these guys who are used to being the superstars their entire life. They've been the guy. And now all of a sudden it's very clear they're not that guy anymore. Do they do they understand that? And I know this is a case-by-case basis, but it's interesting to see if they understand that and they they respectfully walk away or they think, oh, I can still play. I'm still that guy. And that's how Joe Montana gets to Kansas City. I don't know if it's a that guy-ism or it's that like I can squeeze out more those guy plays yeah. than I look embarrassed. I really think it starts to, you know, you start to count how often you can do it. Uh, and it's a, it's it's survival, Chris. Sure. Not survival to stay in the league. I literally mean like that's how I that's the only way I can see the game right. and survive in the game, you know. Well, and I think that's who that person has been for so long. It's a it's a scary proposition to to, to be something else. Exactly. Now that's a whole nother level mentally. These guys it's hard to check out. For sure. Understandable. There's a, a lot of yeah, a lot of fringe absolutely. benefits that come along with being a professional football player. So it's Some. it's a job that if you can have, you should probably take. Unless yeah. you value your body or your cognitive function. Yeah, who cares? Yeah, no, you know, good times. <laughs> we you, you're gonna forget all that stuff eventually anyway. Anyways. Your Detroit Lions head to Minnesota to take on the Minnesota Vikings. Bavada has the Vikings minus seven and a half. It's hard for me to, to bet against these Vikings. Uh, the the North, the North. What a week! What a week last yeah. week, man. Except for us. <laughs> Except for us. But no, the Vikings finally improving. And when I say Vikings finally improving, I mean the past game. You know, so I guess it, uh, it's it's it, it started off well, and then as soon as the Browns started to blitz them, it kind of fell apart a little bit. Now there we go. Caveat that with. What's gonna what's gonna be the impact that the Lions can bring on this Vikings team defensively, pressure wise, little to none. Mm-hmm. So give me give me um Vikings not necessarily stretching the field, but dominating, dominating the middle the middle um the middle of the field in the passing game and just being trouble on second down and third down for the Lions. <sighs> big win, big win for the Vikings. That hurts to say. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that Browns Vikings game last week was one of the more boring football games I've watched in a long time. It's just no one seemed. The, first of all, the Brown the Browns defense has been utterly outstanding the past couple of weeks and has won the last two games. But you know, I just I wonder how long Odell is going to be a good soldier. 
because I, I saw PFF had last week, he had the most unrealized air yards, expected air yards of any player in the NFL last week. Should have had another 133 yards receiving, but Baker missed him twice badly on balls that should have been walk-in touchdowns. I just, man, he, Baker's shoulder is not right. I just wonder no. how long Odell's going to be okay with it. It's hard. It's hard to be okay with it in the grand scheme. I'm sure he's okay with the context. You know, very smart guy, very smart football guy. But it's mm. going to be hard. It will be hard for for anyone to be asked to be cool with performing and not getting the just due of your performance. You know what I mean? It's just hard to, to, to stay motivated. It's hard to, and when you're not motivated and you're considered a leader or you have respect, it's yeah. hard to stay quiet in that, in that scenario. So Baker, I mean, I, I saw something where I think passes, he's like over 60 on passes over like 30 <laughs> yards or something like that, 40 yards, something like that. And it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's, he's got to get healthy, but he's also, we also got to find a way to get Odell the ball consistently. If that's, if that, that case is true. And Baker's accuracy down the field is not there. Offensive coordinator got to get back to the drawing board and get this guy involved. Yeah, it was weird because watching that first game, that Browns Chiefs game, where the Browns lost, you know, Baker looked unbelievable. He he was laser accurate. And then he takes that stupid hit where he goes for the tackle off of his interception, messes up his shoulder, and now he can't throw the ball to anyone and looks absolutely terrible. Yeah, yeah, no coincidences. No coincidences, man. It's something going on. Just uh, if you're a quarterback and you throw a pick, just you know, go lay down on the field somewhere. Don't just get yourself go hurt. Lay down in general. Take a little, take a little break. Yeah, please. The the Green Bay Packers head to Cincinnati to take on the Cincinnati Bengals. Bavada has the Bengals plus three at home. That slightly surprises me. Maybe I'm drinking the Kool Aid in Cincinnati. You know, I think that this is a great matchup for Cincinnati. I think yeah. this is who the Bengals remind me of, if I'm being quite honest. They remind me of not this current Packers team, but when they were flying high with Aaron Rodgers, that's who they remind me of. Young receiver that can go deep, but also gets open intermediate running game. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly good defense of not no names, but the guys that you would mention aren't upper echelon or don't get that credit. So I think this is a closer game than than Bavada's given credit for. All that to say that the Packers still find a way to win because Aaron Rodgers in that offense is still playing. Hey, guess who they signed? Guess guess who's back? Clay Matthews. Not yet. Not yet. It's, that's a big playoff reveal. Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb. They brought Randall Cobb back. Coming into his uh, own like he never left. <laughs> Give me the Packers here. Yeah, well, five for 92 last week or something like that. Just Back uh, like he never left. Yeah, and I think he has like six catches on the season. <laughs> I, I don't know what to make. Did you watch any of that Thursday night game, that Jaguars-Bengals game? Not a bunch. Not a bunch. Uh, well, I watched the first half. Was impressed enough. Uh, and really, I'm watching for the Jags, but go ahead. Yeah, it was just, ah, man, I don't know. Well, first of all, everything the Jaguars have going on re-Urban Meyer is a, an interesting story in its own right. Right. But I, it, was, it was fun to watch, you know, Lawrence versus Burrow. And it's just a tale of two halves because the, the Jaguars dominated that first half and then got dominated in the second half. Yeah, and 
that's the issue with the Bengals is that they are still very young. You're going to get a young, young looking team. And when you're playing against a, a team like the Jags who don't have a level, you know, mm-hmm. they're not bringing a certain level. They also are just bad, but like they're not, they they could, they have some talent. They're young. You're going to play, you're gonna, who, no one's setting the tone. Neither team, you know, has it yet to set the tone. And then the Bengals kind of wake up when they realize that you're playing a close game with the Jags. So that's kind of what I took from from the Bengals, especially how they looked and and not um not washing Jacksonville early on. It's like oh they're they're gonna get this together. I could just tell. So I'm confident in this team. Well, I have been on record numerous times saying I don't think Urban Meyer is going to be coaching the Jaguars the uh, start of next season. I'm not sure he's going to be coaching the Jaguars at the end of this season. The way things are going, and it's not even at this point. I'm concerned for him and how well, he handles these things yeah so. this this off the field stuff is not a good look for him it's not it's not healthy living and i'm not one to cast judgment but i just mean like you also don't look like you're enjoying all this <laughs> i don't know what's going well on. looked like he was enjoying himself at the bar those they, <laughs> that, those those people those people just bombarded him like also do you think we're st- do you think we're all University of Florida slash Ohio State fans. Do you think we're all just going to be like whatever Urban, whatever you say? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, he doesn't, he also doesn't seem to understand that even if a picture is not being taken of you right then, cameras exist all over the place. All over the place. Yeah. Come on. And I, I don't, I don't know how he's going to command a locker room of professionals. Oh, they talk, they're talking big shit on him right now. <laughs> no question about it. And at, at, for an 0 4 team already, yeah. I think I think my prediction of him not coaching the team next year is uh, looking pretty good right now. Ooh, Stone Cold Locks saying uh, biggest line of the week coming up right here. The Miami Dolphins head to Tampa Bay to take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Bavada has the Bucks minus ten. Yeah, the Bucks got their emotional win out of the way. Mm-hmm. Back to business, and this is what it's going to look like when the Patriots used to play the Dolphins. Give me Bucks big. I'm taking 17 point win. Yeah, I, I agree with you. The well, there you go. The New England Patriots in the second biggest line of the week head to Houston to take on the Houston Texans. And Bavada has the Texans plus nine at home. Alright, we're gonna get into moral victories here, Chris. Moral, <laughs> moral victories. I'm taking that. And I'm taking it, especially if I'm Mac Jones. I'm taking what happened last week. I'm okay with it. I'm moving forward with it in a positive way. And then we're going to beat the the Texans. We're going to go out here and beat the Texans and possibly put a flag in the ground as to where the trajectory starts to rise. Maybe not for this season, but then, you know what I mean, like how far you can rely on this, on this, this quarterback and then eventually this offense. So this is the testament. This is the statement game. Give me the pats here for um, a resurgence of the franchise. No moral victories for the Texans last week. And the, the most shocking thing about the Texans game against Buffalo last week wasn't the fact that they lost 40 to nothing. It was the fact that they've won a game in the first place. Sickening, sickening thing to do to us to make us think that they are halfway decent to win that first. I mean, I guess uh, Terod Taylor is not the quarterback anymore, but I, I don't know that Davis Mills is going to be the answer in, in Houston long term. I know we 
He's a rookie. He thrust into a bad situation on a bad team, but 11 for 21, 87 yards, zero touchdowns, four interceptions, and a QBR of zero. Yeah, I said 0.8. Yeah, he better start going by his middle name because don't trust anybody with two last names, especially at the quarterback position. Yeah, not going to happen. Or Stanford quarterbacks in general post John Elway. Hey, what about Andrew Luck? Yeah, that's fair. But he but he but did he just quit. randomly retire. <laughs> yeah. I didn't say he wasn't good. I said you couldn't trust him. There you go. Prophetic. If only if only the Colts would have listened to me and uh, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the Saints head to Washington to take on the Washington football club. And uh Bavada's <laughs> got the, the football club minus oh sorry, plus two. Of course plus two. Of course, plus two. This is a game of equal footing, in my opinion. Uh, the hiccups for the Saints. I, I, I saw that coming. I don't understand how you lose to this Giants team. And uh, it carries over, man. It yeah. carries over. Give me give me two straight losses to the NFC East for New Orleans as Washington figures something out. They don't look good either, though. The, the Saints continue to be the most confusing team in football for me. I, I have no clue who they are. I don't know why they're not better. Is their defense just that bad? Jameis played okay. Alvin Kamara played very well. And, I think they're uninspired, Chris. And was Drew Brees, uh, he was really the, the heart and soul of that team to this point. I mean, I guess Michael Thomas is missing as well. But, man, they look they just look awful. They do. They look awful. They look. Uh, they don't look well oiled. Is my thing. And also, they're not able. They're not a bounce back team. And one thing. And this is the Drew Brees factor. I think that he could create energy and he could create a standard, even when they were down. Uh, and, and that's not happening. That's not happening at all. Even as he was intentionally or unintentionally throwing his black teammates under the bus, all the time. That actually will get. Uh, <laughs> That'll always get you a subsect riled up positive. <laughs> how how quickly we forget about all that stuff. But, uh, <gasps> Drew Brees is such a... Yeah. Uh, oh, Drew. Uh, just such a rascal. <laughs> the Philadelphia Eagles head to Carolina to take on Sam Darnold and those Carolina Panthers. Bavada has the Panthers minus three and a half. How sick are you now on this team? Hey, we, have, uh, we currently have three top ten draft picks. There you go. Just keep counting them. Keep counting the Panthers. Give me the Panthers here. No need to belabor. Give me the Panthers here. I yeah. Look, Jalen Hurts is is playing okay. Uh, Devontae Smith looks good. The defense looks mm-hmm. looks awful. That's the problem. This is going to be a a lot of defense heavy draft coming in. It just kind of is what it is. And the we knew this. Yeah. The worst thing that can happen is you know something like last year where. Somehow, some way, they're playing for something come week 13, 14. Yeah. Yeah. No benefit of that. The uh, this, is, this is a weird line right here, for sure. The Tennessee Titans travel to Jacksonville to take on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Bavada has the Jaguars by just four, plus four. Yeah. I think the Titans are being figured out. And also, I will never, I won't, I won't put aside that there's something going on in that locker room or something going on where it's difficult to understand what the effects of all that shit that went on during the off season with the outbreaks and stuff. You just don't know. 
But give me the Titans because the Jags, without all that stuff, are just as much of a shipwreck. So give me the Titans. Yeah, I mean, they had nothing at running back because a receiver because of injuries last week as a, their leading receiver was Jeremy McNichols, their backup running back, eight catches <laughs> for so 74 cool. yards. Uh, followed by Chester Rogers and Josh Reynolds. Not exactly the who's who of uh, premier pass catchers that the Titans thought they were going to have coming into this season. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, weird game for them, but uh, I, I don't want, yeah, they're going to beat the Jaguars pretty bad. The Jaguars are a disaster right now. Yeah, yeah, it's, I don't even know how they can come out of this. I don't know what coaching pivot, I don't, I'm just, it's, it's, the, it's gotten that bad. And we knew, we talked, we talked about this the beginning or at the very start of when the Urban Meyer rumors were, were circling, this is not going to end up good. No matter what press you get from it, it's a setback. Yeah, for sure. The Chicago Bears head to Las Vegas to take on the Las Vegas Raiders. Bavada has the Raiders minus five and a half. The Raiders are an interesting team, man, because mm-hmm. they can do so much. I think there's a gap, and God forbid I ever talk down on John Gruden's expertise. There's just a gap in executing the 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 scheme there's a gap in executing mm-hmm. the intention uh because it, it starts to become madness-esque is, is the best way i can describe it where it's like <laughs> oh you're just trying to keep running your favorite play over and over right that's what it looks like to me and it confuses me because they have the means to just be a, a solid team especially offensively defense makes plays gets after the quarterback just don't get it they'll be able to use that formula to get a win though here against the bears who I'm sure couldn't wait to become, you know, disillusioned by a win. So give me the Raiders here. Well, and the Bears continue to say, well, specifically Matt Nagy continues to say Andy Dalton is the starter when he's healthy. Why? Any coach that does that, Chris, is not worth trusting. And and I'm not. This is not a punchline. I think it's 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 an old old school that we've learned is not even worth the loyalty. It's stupid. Yeah. And if you continue to do it, you're just not ready to to lead your team as a coach. Uh, real heartbreaker that last night was the first week we didn't have the Peyton and Eli cast as there was that weird 35-minute lightning delay. Yeah, we that would have been crucial. You know what I thought about, though, is as soon as I began to watch and then I, I remembered, I'm like, oh, this is the game, you know, that they're going to test the metrics against. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, well, were, were, was viewership up or down based on, you know, the Manning cast not being available? So we would we needed it, though. We needed it last night with that gap. I do think they're going to throw a bunch of money at Peyton and Eli next year and try and get them to do all 18 games rather than uh, the 11 that they're scheduled for right now. Because, man, it, you miss them when they're not there. I, I went yeah. I when we went to turn on Monday Night Football, I went to turn on ESPN, too. Exactly. It's it's knee jerk. It's habit. They better get with it. They better. They, they will. They'll keep me because it's just quality. Uh, the Cleveland Browns head to Los Angeles to take on the Los Angeles Chargers. Bavada has the Chargers minus one and a half. Oh, me and Bavada are like minded right now. First thing on my mind when I saw this on the schedule as of, you know, once I was looking past week four is yeah. the Browns can't get away with this stuff against the Chargers. They won't be able to get away with not being consistent on getting down the field, not putting their defense in a position where 
it's uh I don't want to say short field because they're they're not doing that, but where the, the they're getting breaks and that the uh, team has to go eighty plus. Mm. They're not getting away with that against the Chargers, who are explosive down the field, big play potential, and also um, fairly consistent. So give me the Chargers here. I agree. Hopefully, it's a learning and turning point for the Browns. But again, like we mentioned, it may be deeper than that. It could be injury, um, just something not right with Baker, and that affects the entire team, unfortunately. Yeah, there is a uh, alternate reality had some things gone differently where I would have been in Los Angeles to watch that this game this weekend. But, uh, you know, wow. life uh, life finds a way. I don't know. I'm quoting Jeff Goldblum. Um, Jeff Goldblum's a great quotable human being. He's, he, Jeff Goldblum is a weird guy. Um, <laughs> I Okay. Uh, just apropos of nothing I that I saw today, I think everybody should watch. Um, I was watching, just watching stupid YouTube stuff as I was working. And uh, I was watching the, the Conan O'Brien, like the Team Coco channel. And in there, they were doing, like, as they do for Comic-Con, I did for Comic-Con every year, just like having random, like, random fake auditions for big movies. And in this case, it was, uh, like, actors um, auditioning to be for the new Han Solo, the Solo, a Star Wars tale or whatever it was. I'm not really a Star Wars guy. Uh, the funniest guy by far, and, you know, like Bill Hader's there, and, uh, and uh, Sandler, and Melissa McCarthy, and Jodie Foster, and Jeff Goldblum. By far the funniest guy was, was 50 Cent. Like, 50, <laughs> oh, 50 Cent was absolutely hilarious. So I have to watch this. All right. It's what, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Team Coco, uh, Han Solo. Team, Team Coco Solo Auditions, I would say. That's probably the Google. Search it up. 50, uh, 50 did his thing. <laughs> the New York Giants head to Dallas to take on the Dallas Cowboys, and Bavada has the Cowboys minus seven. The Cowboys are the best team in the East by far. Give me the Cowboys. It's so it's so weird. They're the, the best team by far. No, okay. Are we talking about the talking about just the the NFC East? <laughs> yes, the NFC East. Yes. Okay, yeah, I agree with that entirely. Yes. Especially with the the football club's inability to play defense this year, I don't know. I had a I had a hunch, man. I had a hunch. I was not buying into that defense, and now the Cowboys found some of that, I guess. Yeah. Because defensively, they're circling the wagons to use that cliche, and it's working for them. Well, Trayvon Diggs has been the best cornerback in football over the first four weeks. I think he's got five picks already. Just unbelievable numbers. Oh, yeah. Uh, come up, coming coming of, of stardom for that young man. I sure hope not. I'm going for <laughs> flash in the pan and uh, we'll never get another interception in the NFL again. My prediction. Hmm. Uh, totally unbiased. The San Francisco 49ers head to Arizona to take on the Arizona Cardinals. Bavada has the Cardinals minus five and a half. Yep, yep. Niners keep reeling. They're playing this game with the quarterback. They also need to move on. Jimmy hasn't been absolute trash, but this is an opportunity to just say, you know what? Mediocrity isn't the goal. Yeah. So let's just move on while you're injured and just be, you don't have to be so diplomatic if that's even appropriate. But give me the cards here as they continue to play Cardinals ball. They call it playground. (laughs) I call it working to your strength. So give me the cards. Yeah, as of uh, as of last night, I believe the 49ers were saying Garoppolo has a chance to play next week, mm. but uh, 
force him then so that you can just get this over. I don't hope injury on anyone, but if you put him out there early, he's already proven what happens when his body gets too beat up. So if that's what you want, whatever. Chandler Jones can go and get another five sacks. There you go. The Buffalo Bills, oh, game of the week. Buffalo Bills head to Kansas City to take on the Kansas City Chiefs Sunday night football, 8.20 p.m., not Pacific time, Eastern time. And uh, Bavada has the Chiefs minus three. Yeah, it's going to be a tight one. It's going to be a high-flying game. Give me the Chiefs here as in prime time, you want to establish, reestablish yourself. I think people are slightly uh, have forgotten them. Yeah, uh, forgotten their dominance. Right, and uh, and it could be gone. I'm I'm willing. I'm I have to see something. I have to see something with this this Chiefs team, and uh, hopefully hopefully I do. But uh, give me the Chiefs here to to reestablish their their lead in the AFC. Well, if you listen to the reports that are coming out of Kansas City, they could well have a new receiver in the lineup this week. Uh, Ooh. Josh Gordon promoted to the 53 man roster. You know you. This tells me one thing that is probably probably goes super underrated, or there's a completely alternative uh, answer to this. But I'm gonna go with the optimistic. We have to actually pay homage to Josh Gordon's ability to learn an offense mm-hmm. because he gets inserted into the, the the active roster faster than any suspended, and he this guy gets suspended. Yeah. <laughs> there's a downside, of course. There's a downside. He gets activated. So I've seen guys that were were touted to to come change an offense. You know, free agent signing, risky free agent signing that can't get pulled up for whatever reason. This guy does it consistently. One or two weeks it takes him, and that has to be some type of offensive football digestion that I'm I'm going to go ahead and say is is admirable. Yeah, Gordon's a worker. He just uh, unfortunately he's got demons. Yeah, I'm exactly. just. I'm gonna well, say, yeah. I think he's gonna be productive in Kansas City. I think. This, I think so. I think. I think this might be an Antonio Brown kind of situation. It's a situation. The different. This is fun. This is fun, man. If if and I don't know if we've seen, we've seen Josh Gordon around fun that in in this way. Like this. This is the sport being fun again. Well, don't do too much celebrating, Josh. Ah, oh man. There, there is that. Of course, the. Monday night game, the Indianapolis Colts and quarterback Carson Wentz head to Baltimore to take on Lamar Jackson and those Baltimore Ravens. Bavada has the Ravens minus seven at home. Yeah, the Colts had to win again eventually. I'm not mad at that. They're, you know, it is what it is. The Ravens identifying themselves very well, very, very well, protecting, protecting the right side of that defense, especially, you know, the that corner so it's 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 looking good it's it's shaping up to be a team that and john harbaugh does this i'm gonna actually you know toss some roses his way mm-hmm. he finds he finds the identity now hopefully they buy into this when it's crunch time because what i see a lot of what happens with the ravens and I'm, I'm getting too far ahead of myself here is that when the expectations are high um at the end of the season slash in the playoffs the players start to lose sense of their identity. I don't know if that comes from the staff down, but this is that time every year lately that they start to form that, and I see it, and the Colts have nothing for that. Uh, so give me the Ravens here. Can I tell you one one bonus little game to look at here that I think is a really interesting line, and that is your Michigan State Spartans, sir. They go to Rutgers. Rutgers only getting five points. Whoa. 
They don't believe yet. Something special is happening in East Lansing, man. I will go get some money and put a lot of it on the Spartans. Uh, Sparty plus, you got Sparty at least uh, winning by six. At least. At least. This is probably a 13-point win for us. Yeah, five points feels weird, right? I mean, Rutgers is playing quality football. They're very slow. They're very slow-paced slow-paced team. It's working for them. They have a, a smart quarterback who um, is a dual-threat guy, but we are eating, eating offensive lines alive. Yeah. We're confusing them on the back end, and we have probably a top-four running back in the nation. It is one of the lowest lines, uh, the lowest lines in terms of over-unders of any of the, the top 25 games this week, of any of the big games. Bavada has the over-under at just 50. Absolutely nuts. Not okay. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, money. It's, all right. Well, I, I thought you would appreciate the Michigan State, the disrespect being thrown in their direction. It's okay. We'll be top 10. Mel Tucker. Shout out to Mel Tucker. Top 12, top 12. How's Robert Morris doing this year? We are playing our Big South schedule relatively relatively well. We right. won against Howard opening weekend, just lost to NCANT, and uh, yeah, got homecoming this upcoming weekend. I might stop by. All right. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Robert Morris Football Podcast. <laughs> for Mario Hines, I'm Chris Forwardell. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here next time.